And I'm Amal. And you're listening to the British Muslim Girl Diaries. In today's episode, we're going to talk about life and experiences as first-generation Muslims who were either born or brought up in the UK to parents that were born outside the UK. So in my case, my parents were born in Pakistan and then immigrated to the UK. And Amal? And my parents uh, are from Somalia and emigrated to the UK as well. Mm-hmm. So before we begin, how was your week? My week was really good. I think, yeah, things have been improving here in the UK, finally out of lockdown. And we have gone from being able to meet one person for a walk to being able to meet six people for (laughs) a meal somewhere outside. Now you just need to find six friends. Yeah. (laughs) Yes. I have friends, thank you very much. um, (laughs) uh, Yeah, it's really exciting. And the weather's been good. Again, I think we might have mentioned this in the last episode, but yeah, British people love to talk about the weather and the weather's (laughs) actually good for once. So celebrating that as well. How was your week? That is that is a positive. Um, My week is good. So it's the second week of, yeah, second week of Ramadan. And it's, Okay, I mean, it helps that we can work from home, um, so less uh, movement. Um, however, I've been moving a lot less, um, so I've, I barely do more than, like, 60 steps, I swear, a day, which is terrible. So I'm really looking forward to the weekend now, because then um, we can just go out for a walk somewhere, which would be good. And, oh, yeah, I'm missing home. I'm in, I'm in America. I'm stuck. I cannot leave because of these border restrictions. Um so I haven't seen my family for um, for a long time, for um, yeah, a while. Um, and obviously, yeah, it's really different doing iftar by yourself. So that isn't great. But um, obviously, a lot of people in the world are in that situation. And actually, a random thing I was thinking um, earlier in the week was like a lot of people, even outside the pandemic, right? Um, you know, there might be reverts or there Muslims just, um, you know, people just living alone and stuff. So they have to go through this usually every every year, which is really sad. So it makes me see appreciate things and think about them too um but yeah i'm sure there's i think there's obviously ways and like it's good that mosques do like usually do um big iftars and things together i think that makes such a difference which is nice so you're planning to come back hopefully at some point for a visit yeah to be um confirmed but yeah i'm hoping to visit soon come and visit the other side which would be nice and make up one of my six friends so (laughs) (laughs) that's why you want me to come over yeah that's it i'll be your i'll be your um your friend so yeah so in this episode as we said we're going to be talking about our experiences in the uk so firstly why did why did we pick this topic amal why are we talking about this it's like, you know, every classic Marvel story. There's like that origin story of where the superhero came from and like, <laughs> the roots. Um, yeah, no, maybe I think, yeah, I think we thought it made sense to uh, start with family and how we grew up. Kind of, um, you know, explains a large bulk of why we are the people that we are. Um, and yeah, it was good to reflect. Um, mm-hmm. and yeah. Not a therapy session. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, who knows, this will, might turn into one. Um, <laughs> so yeah, we'll see how it goes. Yeah, just growing up, obviously, there were random um, things, not things, but um, I never had that Gilmore girl relationship <laughs> with my you know, family, with parents and stuff. So, and I always, I never really knew what our, like, in our wider community and stuff, what that was like, really. I mean, if other people were experiencing that too, but I 
just it's good to know these things when you talk to other people and sometimes they're like yeah went through that too and some of it is you know a lot actually to do with um differences in the way your parents are brought up and the way they bring you up actually um but yeah again I didn't realize that until you know only the past few years so I think yeah that's why we're doing this episode too to so other people can hear about our experiences and maybe know that they're normal or I don't know abnormal (laughs) yeah yeah no no I agree same as you only have recently started to kind of think about my childhood and talk about it with friends and other people and yeah sometimes finding like huge differences and other times going oh that's that's quite similar I had that too amongst uh, my other ethnic friends so yeah it's Mm. good it's good to look at I think Mm. okay so that's a bit about us um but how about our parents where did they grow up when did they come here yeah so mine yeah grew up in Pakistan and until I think stayed there and met there until um they were in their 30s um yeah and then because they had studied before in England so that's why that's the reason they came um back to England um once they'd gotten married so and again I'm not sure why they chose um a specific part of England actually I don't know maybe just because for a job but they came over in the 80s in the early 80s yeah they had to adapt obviously to a brand new culture obviously they had um had some experience there before because you know they had studied there so they it wasn't totally like alien experience and at that time obviously you know lots of immigrants came to England in the 70s 80s you know loads so I think obviously that probably helped too so at least there was some community there and um we had a big group of there was like um a Pakistani association actually when we were growing up so there was this big group too so the other families which was kind of nice too because you you know obviously hang around as well with people of a similar culture too so you kind of learn about that yourself more by being exposed to it and I don't think they were overly strict I think they were normal like a normal level of strictness (laughs) I think everyone can understand I think so see things like um be out you know late or anything like that or you or sleepovers were restricted see and um what else was there just mostly those things in like the early years growing up and I don't know if that's similar as well that might be similar for you I think those are maybe normal things that happen yeah no I think so and I I mean I actually didn't realize your parents had come to the UK that early on um you know and had spent a bit of their young adulthood uh in the UK I think my parents were well into the maybe actually into their 50s but um they know probably late 40s 50s when they reached the UK um Mm -hmm. and then yeah I think most Somalis left Somalia in the 90s so there was like a huge influx then and by the time we came there was already quite a big population here and then same thing like with the association just people supporting each other and um, you know being able to help new arrivals and kind of you know tell them what to do provide advice and so on Um, yeah and then I mean I guess parenting style yeah I think my parents were very were yeah I think they they were strict I'll say that and I think they'd be proud to hear me say that because I think that's what they intended (laughs) Um, so uh, yeah they were you know they were very much um, disciplinarians they had 
you know, a lot of rules that needed to kind of be followed uh, and respected. So, yeah, very much authority figures in the house. Uh, and, yeah, uh, I was scared of them. I mean, I, <laughs> I shouldn't say that, should I? No, but, um, um, so I, I think that's normal, actually, yeah. because, yeah, I had the same thing, um, too. I think that's normal. Um, and I think that's what they want, like you said, because they, they firstly... You know, I always think now about if I had a child and stuff, I would probably do some of the same things, you know, <laughs> right? Like things like about um, your child, like if they want to go out, out late, like knowing all the things we know now about the all the crazy things that are out there, wouldn't we do the same? I, think, I mean, I think I would because I'm really paranoid about things. Yeah. So I also, yeah, looking at the things like that, now I... I I get those things um and at that time obviously when we were growing up too uh, we didn't really have phones <laughs> um really um we sound like dinosaurs now but phones came like I got my first phone when I was um 18 which sounds crazy doesn't it but anyway it's the truth um but yeah so I think there's like there's more of a risk now with certain things so I feel like it'll probably be even worse if I had a kid um so I kind of understand it now more in that sense, obviously, especially when you're immigrant parents, so coming to a new place and you think all these influences are going to make, turn your kid into the next, I don't know, rock and roll star or something. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like something no, no, totally I, beyond yeah, yeah. their yeah. expectation. Yeah, I mean, my, my parents would say, uh, and maybe this is offensive, but they'd always be like, we didn't, you know, come here just for you to end up working at McDonald's. That was their thing. So <laughs> trying to... No, I mean, that, but that, yeah. shows, that shows they, yeah, the same thing. Like, I feel like with a lot of immigrant parents, they, which is a good point, they want to push you to do like the best to get like, have the best education possible, study the hardest, um, so you can do really well and go through less of the struggle that they went through mm-hmm. and um I don't know if you have this saying in um like Somali parents and stuff but in for like South Asians um the parents um like the father especially always says you know I came to England with like five pounds in my pocket um and I had to make it work <laughs> and I don't know if that was true <laughs> yeah. probably not no no very exactly very true. very true yeah very yeah. true um yeah. no no completely and I yeah I think I think, I mean, yeah, they, they were strict, but I guess, you know, for the right reasons in that they kind of wanted to, you know, keep me on the straight and narrow. And, you know, fortunately, like education was a really big thing. So they were always they were very involved in my studies. So every like report card mattered and every little test, even like the little one that I did in year five was a big deal because it would, you know, tell them what university I was going to go to so they were very like heavily involved in everything um but yeah I think I think it must have been a lot of pressure like you say if you know they're also in a new country and there's a lot that they're still learning about it um and then they just want yeah they just want the the best for their kids but I guess the question I had for you because this is very much the case I think with a lot of Somali parents but even from the get-go did you feel like your parents would say what career you know they think that you should choose because I always felt like I remember from being a very young kid and it was just kind of like oh your options are do you want to be a doctor an engineer or a lawyer those were the three because no other careers seemed to exist and that's where you know the the focus should be at. Mm. Um, I actually had 
a bit of both um which is maybe it's rare I don't know but I didn't have so much too much of that I think my parents both wanted me to do well right so when I was um you know like 11 12 I you know would have random conversations about like oh what would you want to do when you're older my dad would always say random things like um you know like more even creative jobs to be like oh you know you could be like if you think of a song you could um you know sell it or be like um you know to be like a writer like a songwriter something like just to probably more to make maybe money on the side so maybe that was more like a business sense but again I don't think that was typical right so I yeah. feel like that wasn't that just showed me that you obviously anything you know you can kind of like you can be creative with what you do you could think outside the box basically that you mm-hmm. don't need to obviously they were they would um I feel like the doctor title of with in any family is going to be a big deal I think so obviously at yeah, that they would have loved if I could be like yeah I'm a doctor now blah 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 so I think yes that's obviously still counts as true um but yeah I was never pushed too much into um a particular field and then my within my family anyway a lot of people study you know um within the kind of sciences anyway so I think I just happened to be interested in that and it wasn't because anyone was pushing me into that it was just because it was a subject I actually liked and enjoyed so I was probably more pushing myself anyway, which I guess is lucky in that respect. And also, I think, yeah, as long as you have a plan and you want to try and do the best you can do or like aim high and be ambitious, I think that was valued more, which I really appreciate. So I think, yeah, I'm really lucky, I think, or blessed um, in that sense. Yeah, no, no, completely. I mean, I think for me, in the end, I did choose my career, but... I don't know, now I look back and sometimes like maybe there was a little bit of influence there considering, you know, I thought there were only three. (laughs) Exactly. And now only 30 years later you realise it. (laughs) Yeah, no, I think so because it did seem like for the longest time there were only three professions available and then I kind of ended up picking one of them anyway. But no, no, I think it's, yeah, I think that's just one thing I really remember that they were very heavily invested in my education, which is a good thing, I guess, in the sense that, you know, they wanted me to become something and were thinking about my future. Um, but I think it also created a lot of pressure. So, you know, there was just this constant worry about disappointing them and, you know, being very anxious about like results because I was kind of worried that it wouldn't match up to what they were expecting and I think now speaking to a lot of other people about it um, and yeah probably like people from a similar background I guess the same experience was there for a lot of first generations in the sense that you know, again, the parents had come here and they just really wanted their kids to be the best. So there might have been this unbelievably high standard set. And then that just kind of created a pressure. Mm-hmm. So that must have um, led to a lot of conflict sometimes, too. Oh, yeah, for sure. I mean, I I guess now I think, it, I don't know, but I, I guess if I have a kid, it's more like maybe just knowing that I need to stop pushing them around GCSE time, I guess. You stop pushing them from year five, they'll just get tired by, by the end of it. Yeah. I, don't, I mean, I don't, like, not to say that, you know, year five doesn't matter, but it's just, you know, it was always it was always there. So I think it was um, a lot to deal with. But, um, yeah, no, I think it's more, um, I guess, yeah, I think what, one thing I probably wish I could change 
is I think it was very important that like you know parents did push me and you know I'm really grateful for the fact that I ended up taking my studies seriously and you know I'm sure that I wouldn't be where I am now without them um, but I think looking back there was probably a lot of time where I felt that that was you know something that they focused on so much and maybe not I guess yeah kind of it reminds me of what you said at the beginning about like that Gilmore Girls like relationship and then kind of at some point I guess wanting my parents to also be my friends and like take an interest in the things that I was doing and not necessarily just think about my education all the time and maybe just my other very like boring mundane interests so yeah I think there was just a lot of time where I felt that that was the priority and yeah like if I didn't do well at school then maybe you know they would be really disappointed and not care as much which wasn't a feeling I wanted to have. Mm, no I think um, yeah I feel the same but I, I think um, earlier in my life I didn't really notice it though you know like before literally before I was um, 23 should we say all that time like I never noticed if I think I don't know I didn't really evaluate life I think I was just in my friend zone you know I had a good group of friends um and yeah I was um I had so I had people to have um to talk to properly about anything and so I didn't really notice if there was like a lack or anything on the other side of that really mm-hmm. um and obviously you'd have your usual your um like not a conflict even but just about you know staying out late or whatever but otherwise it was fine it was more later in life that I noticed my like 20s and stuff when I was like oh this is I I, by this time you're an an adult um you know yeah you're an adult so you don't need to be told every like little thing unless you ask for advice and I felt like at that point um then I'm like I want to have that a friend type relationship like you said I feel like even now yeah I'm like that should that should be the case right unless you're doing something that's really wrong Mm -hmm. you know obviously yeah then they can offer advice but otherwise I think by this age in our early 30s now it should be more about um like being friends and being and caring about what you just said so the more mundane like oh how's you know how's your day how's your week um how's this friend doing or um you know what you know just having conversation like you would with your friends Mm -hmm. like so I feel like that is I feel like it's getting there now and because I moved away from home it's getting more obviously to that point too because obviously yeah we don't I don't see um every day you know what everyone's up to what my family up to because I'm not there so I feel like now because of that it's helped to be like oh have these conversations um and things so but I I'm still that's still um yeah more like a work in progress I think for our parents or for for parents in general it's probably hard to go from that transition of um obviously like giving advice or like raising kids and yeah giving them advice making sure they do the right things or or or, yeah all this kind of stuff giving them rules and then to go from all of a sudden switching and then talking about anything talking about um you know just normal like everyday things like they would with their friends I think that must hard I guess seems to be yeah with a lot of like let's say ethnic parents that I've like with friends that um I have friends from a lot of different backgrounds um so they all seem to have quite similar stories I think yeah 
Yeah, no, no, I, yeah, I agree. And I think, I mean, I think the, the thing is, it's also, it, for me, in, in a way, it was the opposite, because sort of similar as well, I guess, at the same time, but the older I got, that's when I realized, oh, like, you know, my parents, you know, obviously do love me and do care about me. Like, it was always there. But I think at the time when I was younger, it just everything felt centered around my education. So at the time, I always just felt like that's all they cared about. But obviously, you know, it was just something that they prioritized and took an interest in. But I think the older I got, I realized, you know, they were more interested in other things. And I guess also I was an adult, so maybe it was a bit more interesting to them. But um mm-hmm. But I think, yeah, the one thing I have noticed, like, talking to friends is that they, like, all our parents, I guess, like, they do show us love, but maybe we don't realize that they're doing it in a certain way. Like, you know, they're always, like, trying to feed us or they're always, like, trying to, like, get clothes and make sure that we're warm or, you know, all of these things where, like, they're just constantly trying to buy gifts or, you know, you know, trying to ask about work or education and all of these things. And for them, it's, you know, showing that love and care and interest. But we're, like, trying to get all this other extra things from them which Mm. culturally is different and might be down to the fact that we've been brought up in the UK and might not be something that they relate to for them it might be like really do you really want me to ask you about your friends like okay I don't (laughs) don't know that's similar yeah that's so similar though to exactly what um you know I was like how I was thinking too um with food as well especially food um because I think you know when you're kids and stuff you expect like that's your parents job isn't it your mum's job to make you food but actually when you're an adult you're like oh my god this is so hard yeah. to do day in day out yeah. um and you're right I think that is their way of um their yeah in their eyes I think it was their way to be like look obviously I care about you look at oh, I'm feeding you and clothing you yeah exactly and I realized recently with my dad like especially he's always buying me things like anything he'll just you know if he sees like a water bottle that looks pretty cool he'll just like grab it or um he's just like he'll buy me all these like sweater vests like all these things and the thing is sometimes it's not exactly things I want which is the problem so I think that this is where the confusion happens because from my side it'll be oh, you know, if you want to get me something, like, why don't you get me something I like? Or, you know, just maybe listen so you can hear what it is that I want. But from his side, it's more like he just keeps buying things that he sees that he thinks are really cool and that I don't appreciate. And then we just Aww. don't understand each other because he's really trying. But I'm That's also not showing it. Yeah. But, like, and now he- it's something I've realized just very recently that that there is that miscommunication and now obviously when he gets me stuff I show him more appreciation and I can see how much happier he is and I've calmly also been telling him actually this is what I want so if you do want to get me something maybe try that and I think he's listening more as well. Oh so. that's so, well, that gave me goosebumps that's so sweet. <laughs> yeah. That's so sweet like, he do, like, he it does took 30 that. years to finally understand each other. I think that's uh, I think that's the point of um I mean I feel like that's I agree that what we've learned, I guess, by this age, mm-hmm. we we are learning is that um, obviously parents, our parents show this affection in different ways and we completely um, didn't get it when we were yeah. growing up or, yeah, like uh, until now maybe. 
and now we're trying to you know get to that point where we can be friends and um I keep trying to remind um like my parents and say that to be like remind them that yeah there should be more like a friend relationship now um but again that is that's still you know that might take a couple more reminders so yeah I agree um I guess maybe do you so we've kind of touched on it but do you think then our obviously our different upbringing in another country like that's what kind of was behind any issues that were there and then I guess yeah maybe a bit more about when you were growing up like how how did you feel were there yeah were there certain things that you know didn't make sense to you or things that you look back on now and you've been reflecting on I was thinking what I realized is obviously our parents have this whole life and their own childhood that they have before we are even on the scene right so they've gone through all these you know things we don't even obviously know about probably half of them like they've gone through their own experiences and they grew up in like I know my parents went through a couple of wars um which you know I'm God, I've not been through, but they went through that. Obviously, those kind of things, um, and with their fam- like parents being on both sides, being in like the military, so those kind of things are going to have impacts on how they were brought up because they were brought up in stricter households, mm-hmm. like from yeah. the military families are than compared to what you know I was. So all those things had impacts on our parents, right, and their personalities. And then there is no manual on how to raise a kid or deal with your own like issues and stuff beforehand. So then when they're raising kids, you're just going by how to just try to do your best. So um, sometimes, yeah, like I think that's why obviously if your parents have any insecurity stuff, they they get do get passed on to their kids. Um, And there's no manual on to be like how to communicate best with your children. I mean, actually, nowadays there there are. (laughs) But at that time. There was no, um, nothing like all this, these resources and stuff online to explain these things or no YouTube videos to give you a demonstration. It was just go try to do your best. Mm-hmm. Um, no, that's completely true. And I think it's it's bad to say it, but that's probably only something I've kind of started thinking about recently. Not really before it wasn't. I think before it was kind of just thinking about myself, but um, I think now, yeah, more recently I've been reflecting and thinking about that, and yeah, like uh, kind of how how did my parents grow up and what did they go through? And like I know my dad, for example, he was raised by his mother. Um, his father really wasn't around, um, so it's just yeah. I think just thinking about stuff like that where. You know, he's, you know, obviously always trying to provide me with stuff. And I think from his side, that's maybe something he didn't get from his dad. And he thinks, you know, with his kid, he's going to do that differently. But then my expectations are also different. So I think, yeah, just realizing there's like a point, I guess, when we grow up where for a while, maybe we're tricked into thinking our parents know everything. And then eventually you're like, oh, wait, no, they're humans, too. are just kind of figuring this out. Um, and I think, yeah, now I just have a lot more of an understanding of like the stuff that they've gone through and just thinking, yeah, they, they obviously, you know, they had to leave a country and then come to a new country, learn a new language, raise their child here. And yeah, it must have been really, really difficult. And there must have been a lot of fear and angst about it. And then they've also got, you know, this kid that's like rebelling back or like half the time. So yeah, I think now that I'm older it's just 
it's like trying to look back at any of those conflicts and misunderstandings in a way where it's trying to see it a bit more from their perspective. And I think I can only do that now that I'm a lot older as well and less self-centred. I think that's normal. I had the same experience, actually. I've only recently, in the past few years, realised this. Um, I guess, I think for me, it was because I didn't, yeah, I was like, obviously, this relationship, like, you know, parent a kid relationship is obviously really different to me just being able to speak with like friends for example and I know that sounds crazy but I know there are probably there's some families out there who you know by this age you can talk to your parents in that way mm-hmm. or, or a lot earlier than I could so I was like oh, why is it so different but I couldn't identify why or I didn't understand why um until like you said recently until you realize all these other experiences they went through and um, they have their own you know sometimes their own issues too so um that can obviously um influ- impact the way they raise you or you pick up random things anyway from your childhood too did you have any kind of specific like differences in opinion or anything that were more like that caused issues like was there a particular area um I think well so I guess one of the things is I guess again maybe it's down to difference in culture but um for my parents it was more if you know if they told me something and said this is what you need to do or um yeah like just yeah this is what we would prefer I guess maybe when I was a teenager and just yeah maybe in my late teens I did start challenging them back a bit or saying actually no I don't I don't really feel like doing this and that kind of wasn't that wasn't really a thing in the sense that like in my culture it's just you know you have to really respect your elders and you know there's this usual assumption that you know your parents are right and you need to make them happy and I guess there was this like little bit Mm. of like a bit of me that kind of wanted to challenge them or push back on certain things um and I know that they found that very very difficult and their response would always be if when I did something like that oh gosh you know this is the result of you know raising your kids somewhere else you know you're having this difficulty in understanding one another and I think you know now looking back it's I guess yeah it's very clear to see because there is more of an individualist uh, culture in the in the UK I guess or I guess in western countries compared to other parts of the world where I think everything is about community and you know how you fit into a family and your role within that so a lot of the time people are working in in a way where it's like you know doing things together and making sure that everyone's quite happy instead of just doing things your own way and I think for my parents it was something different for them to deal with and for me growing up here it was something I guess I was also influenced by and trying to push for so there was like conflicts there I guess um also I guess I remember clothes were a big thing because again you know they were very proud of their culture and where they'd come from and really wanted to pass that down to me uh and I think there was some concern some of the time that you know I was kind of abandoning that culture completely by you know not wearing the traditional clothes or not being interested in that way I remember they were very confused about my choices to just wear converses and jeans all the time and that was just something they really struggled with and I guess especially when um you know, meeting other family members or relatives and people are being, you know, dressed a certain way and I'm dressing in a way that's very different to that. Uh, And again, yeah, me kind of saying, oh, this is what I want to do. But, you know, for them, I think it was definitely challenging because they wanted to, 
you know, fit in and have that community and that acceptance. So, yeah, there, there were in a few instances of that. But, I mean, did you go through anything similar? Not while I was growing up. Like, not in my teen years, really, or anything. It was more... Um, yeah, but later twenties, I'd say, just or yeah, just little things. I think probably more usual things around, um, like you start to go on holiday just with your friends, which is probably not a, you know, that's not something that they used to, um, their, you know, them doing obviously when they were growing up or their friends doing. I don't think that was a common thing. So obviously the fact we're doing it and we go abroad, that's probably a bit like, oh wow, you guys are really independent and um, you know doing kind of your own thing as well almost um and same I think they just were they're worried about being more focused on careers instead of all the other things maybe um and being too focused on that so uh for example like just you know maybe like having a really set plan or of what of you know like what degrees you want to do or what jobs you want to do and that kind of thing but not having a plan of when and how you're gonna get married for example right Mm. so I think that was probably difficult more in like more of an issue I guess because I think I'd heard, heard them say now and again that you know like it, you know compared to if we were in um, Pakistan that you know obviously there it is more family oriented uh, people are more together like more of the time right you don't or like when they were growing up it was so you don't you know just all the kids and girl or boy are just running off by themselves all the time whereas now that in you know in England for example that was really common mm-hmm. um, and like just going out like every I used to go out um, you know yeah every week with friends and that kind of thing so I'd have to try and limit it so it wasn't like overly ex- excessive like not not more than maybe like twice a week because then um, obviously for them that's just mm-hmm. too much which you know it's fine too because there's a compromise there that makes sense so that would be like I'd say a mild conflict <laughs> yeah <laughs> and again yeah no I I had the kind of the same arrangement I remember if I had gone out like Friday and Saturday then I'd stay home on Sunday just not to rock the boat too much and for them to completely panic um yeah no I think so I think that there is that element I guess as well maybe um that applies to us because we are women and I think in my culture as well there's like a certain expectation so even yeah with the the clothes and the dress sense I think the the outfits that I was choosing to wear were very very different to what they expected so Mm. I think that was difficult for them to deal with and then also for me to constantly have to like explain that because I didn't feel like other friends were in that position so Mm. I can yeah. understand I mean from their perspective too like now yeah. as we get older and stuff <laughs> I can imagine like if I like I said if I had a kid that I would be more I'd just be like no you can't wear that um, yeah no true but I think my issue was also just I I mean I I, I I did feel like a lot of time there was um you know there was compromise in trying to like resolve the conflict and like the two different issues and you know I I also like I felt in a way that um you know I was I was also very respectful like in my brain of like taking into account what you know dressing modestly so you know for me jeans were modest right like they you know cover everything mm. but I think yeah. for my parents it was still like really jeans this is what you're choosing to wear so uh yeah I already felt like it was meeting them halfway but I think for them it just seemed like I hadn't even shifted like an inch um but yeah mm-hmm. what about conversations around marriage was- uh, well so I don't know if this is how it was for you but 
yeah, there was never any like talk about that until I hit like the magical age of 24. Um, so yeah, it just like just never came up. There was nothing, you know, no boys. It's like boys didn't exist. Um, you know, the world was just full of women and there was nothing else. <laughs> and we both went to a girls' school. So yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, so it's just boys were never really a thing and just never came up in conversation. And yeah, my parents just denied their existence. And then I think it was I after think I we finished... maybe we also I don't know if you are you just reminded me but at university I think what I used to do was if I went out with friends, yeah. I would just say the girl name. <laughs> Yeah, no, 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 same, same. I mean, there was just, there was just no need to mention that the, any guys were there at all, like, even if you yeah. didn't really talk to them or anything. It yeah. just, yeah, just saved you a headache. But yeah, completely. Like I think, just we, it was just there was like some sort of silent agreement that men just didn't exist. Um, and then after I finished university and about two years of you know being in my new job, I think I was yeah twenty three, twenty four. That's when my mum kind of had a sit down with me and was like so we uh, we need to start thinking about your future and uh, what are you doing with your life where is it going you know what what are your aims what are your plans um and then yeah eventually just after her like circling around the issue uh she kind of started talking about oh yeah like you know maybe you should think about you know your future in terms of marriage and having kids and that was the first they never time say it directly they never said anything because... before, like nothing and then I also all of a sudden felt really old because I, I thought I was still young but I'm like obviously if they're having this conversation with me they're getting worried um, but yeah, that was that was the that was the first time really, just kind of came out of nowhere. But um, I shouldn't have been too surprised because a few friends, also from a similar background, had started having similar conversations with their parents. So I don't know how they somehow got the come up. Yeah. Um, and you like when did they start mentioning um yeah probably uh, I can't remember it must have been um I think for me it was probably because um once I finished um I did you know like a second degree so I think after that study was over that was more like a a you know like a time of like okay now now you're done with this now you can look at focus on this other stuff um But I think what annoyed me and probably still does is why, yeah, why isn't the conversation just normal and like calm and clear instead of, yeah, circling around the issue, which is like, you know, um, it's not needed, I guess, at this point because we're adults. Um, Mm -hmm. And it makes the situation a lot more awkward than it needs to be. But yeah, I wish, you know, there was never the conversation of um, like, do you, what do you think about marriage or what do you think or like what do you think is like a good time frame or when are you ready or you know what like that kind of conversation right mm-hmm. it was never um it was never like that it was more around um uh, you know are you gonna find someone or um when are you gonna see someone <laughs> or yeah. should I look for someone you know like that which I think is really common and again obviously like you know um probably you know just comes from that's the way things were done as well when they um you know were looking to get married because I mean that definitely for my parents was that situation they there wasn't a conversation there was just I think but in the background the family behind the scenes what were ones doing like organizing things really mm-hmm. um so I think that's how you know I guess they you know that's culturally how they thought you know, things were should be done so I think that 
I'm still trying to, you know, you know, in a calm way, you can still explain, um, you know, how try to be like, oh, no, it'd be better maybe if um, you asked me like, like this or say, you know, um, how come, you know, you never asked me if I really, I do want to get married or when I was ready or that kind of thing, you know, mm-hmm. I think I'm trying to work on that. Um, but yeah. again, yeah, like it's about not, you know, not blaming them again, because it's, it's, these things you learn because we're going through it you know so now we've learned for ourselves how we'd like to hear that conversation maybe our, if we have kids maybe they'll be like you know that's not the way we want to do it so who knows yeah I think for me it's also just the fact that it just kind of comes out the blue at some point where you're like wait what this was never a thing and then now now we're talking about it this is a subject and part of it being really awkward and strange is the fact that you know you've never even had like you've never even talked about anything like this before and then all of a sudden somehow you've hit the magic age and it's like okay to talk about um so yeah I think maybe that's just something looking back you know not that you know I would have gotten married at a really young age or anything but just yeah things like that I guess or even talking about it in some form and not having it yet just come out of nowhere and it's such it's such a big topic I was going to ask was there like yeah different that you saw between your own relationships and stuff compared to like those around you that like other families around you or, or were you surrounded by more um you know like other Somali families uh no not other Somali families I'd say I think most of my friends actually are Asian a lot of my friends are um, so like from the Pakistani, Bangladeshi, like Indian community. And then there's that similarity of being Muslim as well. Um, and then I did have some English friends as well. And then, yeah, the, the way that they spoke about their families were very, very different. Um, so I think, yeah, one of the big differences I probably noticed is that, I guess, you know, being able to just pursue whatever you want absolutely without like, you know having to give any reason um whereas I think you know my parents were very like heavily involved in like my life decisions and wanting to know why I was making a decision like the rationale for it because you know everything was like a family thing like we were all involved and I think there was like there were times when I slightly um kind of wanted that like ability to just be able to kind of do something just for the for the sake of doing it um and I think yeah I think probably that's something I noticed that maybe I wasn't as open with my emotions for like fear of you know disrespecting them or making it seem like I didn't appreciate what they were saying or what they were thinking um so yeah by trying to balance that I think there are a lot of times where I didn't express myself the way that I wanted to um, and that was out of respect for them. I think maybe that's just something, again, based you know, on culture. You know, we very much respect our parents and, you know, it's very important. And I think, yeah, remembering as well how much that they gave up for us and the things that they did. So I feel like that's probably something where now I am a bit more open and more direct about the things that I want and trying yeah, trying to push for them still in a respectful way but I think yeah. realizing that even stating it is still a good thing yeah I think um the same as well as you get older I think um you can learn to communicate better with them um mm-hmm. I actually learned from um it's gonna sound so funny but 
I used to watch a lot of reality TV, still kind of do, and I used to watch Teen Mum a lot. Yeah. And that so it's American TV show on MTV, and it was about um, literally the name. So these mums um, who would like American mums who would get pregnant usually when they're like 16, 15, 16. Um, and then obviously have their kids and it was the whole show is about their relationship and stuff like bring up the kids and all these other issues with their families that they have to deal with and as funny as it sounds I actually learned from them like of how they used to communicate with their kids was so like really sweet really like they were really friendly obviously friendly um, but talking to them sometimes there were adults the difference there that um, you know they were just talking to them totally normally it didn't seem always you know there's just like this Oh, like oh wait 100% of the time just having this parent kid relationship is like a friend relationship even though their kids were you know five years old at that time mm-hmm. and I was like oh my god this is so like it's really sweet how they talk to them and I realized obviously sometimes obviously as I got older that sometimes I noticed that I didn't have that kind of you know relationship too so I feel like yeah. that's how I learned but again that's something and I've heard that as well from other friends who have um you know immigrant parents too which helps because obviously then I'm not the only one who went through that so and they have kids so they're teaching their kids you know or they're just speaking to their kids in a, a different way now so yeah that can change so obviously yeah it's a, a learning experience yeah no very and I and I do remember I think I at some point I did say to my parents like it would be nice if we had you know a more like more of a relationship where I could treat like you know I could see them as a friend but they they were like no we're not your friends we're your parents mm-hmm. yeah that's it and you know they have a point I guess and it was nice to have some structure and you know they they want to ultimately like make the right decisions but yeah that's def- I think definitely something that felt like it was missing to have that ability to just you know talk to them about anything and feel like they they wouldn't be disappointed or you wouldn't be letting them down in some way yeah no I think you're right that is hard to you shouldn't you can't be a friend to your kids all the time because that doesn't work either it needs to be like a fine balance which you know must be really hard but speaking of that um where where would you say you are now with your family um I think yeah no I think in a good place I think I don't know maybe it's yeah I don't know maybe once you pass 30 you start thinking about these things um I think yeah I've been reflecting on it a lot um in like recent years and yeah I think there's just a better understanding for realizing you know that they did the the best that they could and it was always coming from a good place um and yeah I mean they also yeah I think you said at the beginning like they didn't have a manual for how to do this and they ended up raising their kid in a different country and then worrying about all the things that could go wrong so you know it was always there and I think yeah finally having that understanding means I have more empathy for them and realizing you know they had their own things that they were going through um and I think I'm also more honest with them now uh you know instead of like holding my feelings in for fear of um disappointing them or you know saying the wrong thing and I think they're also trying uh, as well yeah I think I, I do remember like when I was much younger you know my parents were always concerned that maybe I didn't have enough of the culture but sometimes I think when they talk about it now like the fact that I grew up in the UK like they acknowledge that 
you know, I'm still Somali, but obviously I'm someone who's also a product of where she grew up. And they don't say it with a tone anymore, so it sounds like they've accepted it and it's it's an okay thing. So I think, yeah, there's been movement on both sides and our relationship is a lot better now. The same thing as you said, I think it was maybe an age thing, that as you get older you um, become more, um, like, understanding and patient, I guess. Because you realise that, like, if you were to have, like, get married now, to have a kid now, too, like, you would just also be winging it, too, right? Yeah. And, yeah, I think I'm trying to be more more patient and communicate better and try and look from the outside in, if that makes sense. So it's like you're trying to understand why they're saying the things they're saying instead of just reacting to them. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think, yeah, it, it will, obviously, it's always, it's never always going to be maybe 100% of, like, you know, what you want it to be, maybe, but you can get it to that point, I think, which is good. Um, I feel like we spend a lot of time making it sound like bad things about our parents and our families. Let's say what aspects we appreciate or that are positive. Okay, so give me the top three that you, that come the top of your head that you appreciate. So, all right, three things. Um, okay, the first one, uh, definitely the level of investment that they put in me. I mean, I was really like their full-time project. So they put a lot of time into making sure everything went right for me and, you know, gave up a lot of themselves to to focus on me. And I really, really appreciated that. Two, um, yeah, I guess... the way that they worry about me and care about me um even to this day if I go traveling and um I travel to another country and I like land there at four in the morning I get like 10 missed calls before I've even left the airport so the fact that they're constantly worried and checking uh in on me and I'm always on their mind which you know that's what a good parent does um and yeah and thirdly I think probably that last point about how we're really working a lot harder uh, to understand each other. So I think we have a more uh, real relationship now in that they have, you know, accepted me for who I am and, are, you know, really working hard to support me in everything that I do. How about you? Three things. Sorry, I know that wasn't quick. There, like I think we were talking about before, it was more, you know, these physical things. So like cooking, you know, all this amazing food and we could always like request certain things that we liked and stuff so having that like just obviously without you know was really tiring work but we always had really nice food um you know things basic things like laundry and stuff was always done um and going some you know summers when we were really young just going out in the you know in the summers to you know the beach kind of thing you know was nice and um actually my parents used to host a lot of parties for us like birthday parties so that was nice good so I appreciate that so I guess we're coming to the end of this episode now so I I think yeah we agree on a lot of things even though we come from two different cultures I have actually had again similar experiences so and I think the point is now anyway as we grow up we can try and attempt to understand like obviously our parents a bit more and all the other you know things maybe external things that go into raising a family in a new um country that was really different to the one you grew up um different to the one maybe our parents grew up in 
but it seems like yeah it's a work in progress it's getting better and I think I just wanted to say that may not be the case for everyone because I have some friends who really struggled with you know their parents perspectives too if they were really like really unreasonable you know but I think in those situations all you can do is do the best you can and if it's a really negative environment too you might have you know you try and maybe some separation things can help too as you get older until things maybe help to work out a little bit but overall I feel like yeah any final yeah. thoughts no no you? I, I, I completely agree with you and I think yeah it's interesting maybe just realizing even if uh, our parents hadn't raised us in another country yeah there would be a lot of differences anyway even just generationally so um, yeah I think it is just working to understand each other and yeah maybe being older and wiser helps us realize how to do that we love you (laughs) (laughs) as nuts as they drive us at the end there are people so there you go they care about us yes and we love them yes that's the thing we didn't talk about actually saying i love you to your parents um but oh yeah gosh i don't know when i've said that probably when one of them's been really sick (laughs) Oh, I've, I've never like I've never said that. I think when my dad had a stroke, that that's when I might have said it. But that's what I mean. Is that how bad things have to get? For yeah, us to I think you know. Um, I so I think one thing I noticed. Yeah, I don't think uh, my family were not of the ones to say I love you to each other all the time. And I think that again is a quite a common thing. Unfortunately, that it's not really said. I don't know why. Yeah, um, I agree. No, no, I can count on one hand or maybe three fingers how many times we said that in my family (laughs) yeah the same um yeah obviously it was just not a thing right that's done and it's again maybe something they express it in other ways I guess just gonna say I I just felt like they expressed it in other ways either like through the head pat or the yeah the occasional like uh, hug I suppose or yeah or like you know calling like 20 times once you know you've traveled somewhere else to make sure that you got there okay that was that was their version of uh, sharing the love so I guess we're coming to the end of this episode so do let us know if you'd like to hear more about specific topics related to family or relationships uh, and we can discuss this in a future episode Uh, please leave us comments or suggestions for future episodes and you can always comment on our instagram links are provided in the episode description bye